For this special one-shot, we are joined by two wonderful guests, Nadine and Michael. And in an effort to befriend our more German audience, I'm going to attempt to dust off my German. So be be kind. That's really that's really my only my only request here. Uh, that's that's not really why you invited us on. <laughs> that's true. It's absolutely not why. But I've, in a gesture of goodwill. Willkommen zu unserer ganz besonderen Halloween Episode von Dialem for Magic. Zu uns gesellen sich einige der feinen Leute von J.K. Rowling, Nadine und Mikkel. Wir freuen uns sehr, dass sie sich uns für, für klassischen Grüßlögen Spaß anschließen können. I love it! I love it! I got Nadine and Michael and J.K. Yeah. Rowling and Dial M for Magic. And yes. welcome in. And so, welcome in. on a scale of one to ten, how bad was that? Not how good, mind you. It was not you. bad at all. It was I not bad it. at all. I, yeah. You did, Michael? Do you want me I, to ask you what he said? Yeah, <laughs> no, you can no. ask me what he said. Okay, what did he say? He was like, um, if you need the bathroom, it's on the left. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, did totally nice. fine. He, you did, he welcomed you did a great us. Job. He said, we're very fine people, I think. Something like that. That was really nice. It's it's totally interesting. You have like a French accent when you talk in German. That's interesting. Dude, oh, oh dear. You sound great. I could totally understand everything. Huh. Well, I'm he glad that you could understand everything. That is, yes. that is good. So... When I started speaking um, I'm picturing... German, I, I had a Russian accent in German. That's true. That so. is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, cool. That makes me feel better. All right. Now do it in English. Yeah. Welcome to our very special Halloween episode of Dial M for Magic. Uh, we're joined by some of the fine people from JK We're Rolling, Nadine and Michael. We're so excited that you can join us for some classic spooky fun. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good time. So, the party has decided to take a vacation away from dealing with a corrupt government and uh, a secret police force that's hunting them at every turn. Uh, that is tied to the church as well. you got to remember that. That is tied to the church, yes. Uh, there are, of course, some religious overtones. But they've decided to take a vacation, and uh, I guess by virtue of clipping coupons or using some of Kitty's hard-earned money... Yeah, I was thinking about this. I was like, you mother effers, I'm paying for this whole vacation, probably, because all of you spend all your money on candy and protein. Sweets. We don't, we don't know that we're gonna say sure. weed. This is taking place outside of time and canon. So maybe in this alternate universe, we do have money. <laughs> um, I was going to say, and Ernest entrusted me with a large bag of gold that he said, if I ever <laughs> am in a dying state, you should take from my house. But right now, you can use it for a vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, almost word for word, what I had written here. So that, that works out fine. Um, I did also come up with a, a way that this could be canon, if we want to go that route, which is that, Kitty, you won the sweepstakes, and you decided to take the four neighbors. I don't know why you'd pick these four neighbors, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, neighbors that, that I really don't talk to ever, but now I'm thrown into a wild crazy adventure with do you want to go on vacation with me it's almost <laughs> like the beginning of the uh the lonely island song i'm on a boat he gets a free gift certificate out of a box of cereal or something oh wow a free boat ride that, Wait, let's go it, that, magic it, that mystery box that could be anything even a boat <laughs> even a boat peter, peter it's not a boat 
We'll take the box. Anywho, so you have all arrived at the dock for the Stalica Express on en route to a weekend of fun and whimsy. I hate myself for using those words in that order, but that's where we're at. You've arrived, you each have packed like your weekend bag, and you're in line to get on the, the luxury riverboat. Uh, and as a reminder, uh, this boat contains a casino, uh, a four-star restaurant, uh, a small performance hall where folks can either meet for musicians or stand-up comedians or ventriloquists. I, I don't know. Actually, pr- probably not that. Okay, so you're standing in line. There are people in front of you and behind you kind of shuffling up. Uh, you're about to present your tickets, and you see another pair of individuals. For Michael and Nadine, go ahead and introduce yourselves and maybe include a character description, like physical description. So what you see is a gentleman. He has uh, slicked back brown hair, uh, light green kind of amberish eyes, and a small goatee. He looks very well put together. He has a long duster on, a kind of tan duster, and underneath that, a dark black vest and a white shirt. Uh, it looks like maybe it's some kind of uniform, but uh, yeah, he's pretty he's pretty tightly buttoned up. I look at Herman and I'm like, that dude looks like a cowboy. I expected you to say he looked like a cop. <laughs> Just sort of from your whole paranoia, generally. <laughs> Damn it, I like that better. I'm going to say that that again and I'm just going to edit the first one out. One can be both a cowboy and a cop. A cop boy, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I will not. So the woman next to him, um, she's a little shorter. She's an open face, very happy, very uh, polite looking. She has blonde hair, long and a big braid on one side and two little thingies it looks like cat ears but it's just the style that she made and her bangs are very wild and she's wearing a blue jacket a white shirt and a little necklace and she is very silent and she just looks around and is very pleased i should add in contrast the guy looks like he never smiled a day in his life constant (laughs) furrow in his brow he's also not sleeping well as you can tell because you can see he has like dark spots under his eyes so he does not really sleep are you both humans? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, and we're both humans. Yeah. <laughs> how how old ish are these characters? You can tell they're they're both like adult people. Uh, you would guess he's in his in his late thirties to early forties. Cool. Yeah, she's also like thirty four. Okay. Very cool. specific. <laughs> she's thirty four ish. You can tell who wrote their backstory. <laughs> she's thirty four, two months, and sixteen days. And seven minutes. But let's not talk about the hours. <laughs> At the front of the line that you all are standing in, there is a very elegantly dressed furbolg man who is, like, boisterously shaking hands of people who are getting on the boat. He's got, like, a cane that is uh, laid out in gold and, like, some sort of expensive uh, dark wood, very polished. He's got a pair of gold-rimmed spectacles and a wide-brimmed hat. And he's got, like, a, the stub, the chewed-down stub of a cigar in his teeth. And you uh, might recognize him. You might have seen his picture around. You recognize him as being the owner of the vessel. So kind of just welcoming guests onto his boat. Another thing to note, uh, 
as you're in this this line, you can kind of see some posters uh, on the wall of a building, like like a boathouse right next to the to the dock. And you see that uh, while you're going to be on the boat, there are a couple of events happening. So one of them is the Magical Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> just, just not, not a, not a joke name. Just um, Magical Antiques Roadshow. I I thought for a long time about how I could repackage this, and I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> this is the best good. way. So I know it was just so funny. You know, we get Maritime Port Emporium, and then Magical Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> just name it what it is, right? I mean, just say it. <laughs> uh, Red is like immediately sad that he didn't bring any antiques. He he really loves this show and would like to be on the Magical Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> Red's like picking up sticks. Is this valuable? In this uh, world, is this would it be like a radio antique? version? Like you have to describe exactly what your thing is and then they I go, mean, we, oh, but there's like a ding on the bottom. And then... we're, in, we're in the Magical 20s. There's not television, but there are films. So there is a radio element to this, but there is also kind of a newsreel component. It's also kind of a weird occurrence just because magical items are generally like hard to come by if the if not outright banned. So the boat gets somewhat of a special dispensation mostly because they are antiques and they don't really penalize people for antiques. Yeah, um, they're grandfathered in. You get, they're grandfathered in. It's like in. how pawn shops can legally sell guns if the guns are old enough. That's. Li- I was ex- going to say that exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like, I didn't realize that was a thing. For our German audience, yeah, America's real fucked up. So. <laughs> America is a shit oh, show. Uh, we know. <laughs> we agree with uh, you about our how national bad our country shame. is. <laughs> I'm American, I can say that, I can say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you see a sign for for this, for the Magical Antiques boat show, as it were. Uh, You also see a poster for a masquerade ball that will be held on board on the Saturday evening. So tomorrow evening from the night that you're on now. And we definitely knew about this ahead of time, right? So that we could pack outfits? Uh, Correct. Oh, thank God. I'm just going to say... If anything is offered for free on this boat at any time, Red will be taking whatever the free thing is. <laughs> so just Love like that. assume that I have taken it already. Picturing some old person's going to be like, here, just take this like rare magical take like old item. Bomb. It's fine. It's not cursed or anything like that. You can have it. You can just take it, Red. Yep. He'll take it. I just picture Red stuffing their bag with all the shampoos yeah. and towels and everything that they can fit from and their room to into their bag. The, the decorative soaps because he thinks they're candy. No, he knows what soap is. He's not that dumb. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they don't look like soap is the problem. Mm, true. <laughs> Finally, you see an advertisement for one more event taking place at the same time as the masquerade ball in an adjoining room is going to be a small auction of some of the magical items that are covered on the Magical Antiques Boat Show. If if we win a magical item in fake life, do we get to play it in other fake life? It depends. I haven't ruled it out. Follow-up question. Do we have money? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> you know, actually, I'm going to make this a little bit... I'm going to be a little bit more generous here. Um, everybody roll 2d100. And for Michael and Nadine, go ahead and re-roll those 2d20s. 
Sorry to make you roll again, but I realized I, I didn't actually give folks quite enough gold for this, so. So we'll also roll a 100. Uh, two of them, yeah. Two D100? Correct. My god. Whoa, I got 152. Okay. Now divide that by... No, just kidding. Uh... <laughs> Is that how so... many gold we have? Correct. Holy So shit. I rolled 200. Oh. Wow. Seriously? I you should get an extra I got rise. more gold from my 2d20 rolls than these 2d100. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We need to back up. Nate, did you say you rolled two back-to-back 100s? Correct. That is like one of the most rare things you can yeah, ever do in a game Yeah, that's why I'm saying ever. you should get a special extra prize. You should get more, yeah. even more money. I was going to say, I've got 200 gold. I need more things. You also have a rare magical item now for some reason. We don't know what it is. I think that that is a rare enough rule that I, we can celebrate that in some way. And I've got an idea of how to do that uh, later on. So you have, you have gained and a bonus. You but celebrate you celebrate giving me some of your money <laughs> through <laughs> charity <laughs> herman walks up to you she's like here random stranger have some money I, I would not friends now. let's <laughs> we're best friends now let's fight crime yeah let's fight crime yeah <laughs> um you will have the opportunity to earn more gold fairly quickly if you decide to go to the casino or if perhaps you're less scrupulous and want to try pickpocketing some of these more wealthy patrons or, or maybe both. I have a question. Yes. Is So you said that there was like an area that's going to be for like a small auction. Correct. At the same time. Is that something that happens at regular Antiques no, Roadshow? No, I don't Is believe like so. A... <laughs> also, there, Antiques Roadshow, there's an idea for you. Like price stuff and then people can go sell that shit if they want to. Boom. Just made them a lot of money. Yeah, you didn't. It's been on TV for, and in Eng- it started in England before it came to America. I think they've definitely good. never thought of selling the antiques before. Probably. Yeah, never. Probably. <laughs> they've probably also never thought about holding it on a boat, which could sink, unlike a, a static location with a firm floor. Okay, so you're boarding the boat. You hand over your tickets. So the furbolg at the front gives each of you a firm handshake and says in kind of a stuffy voice, <clears throat> Hello, I'm Jeffords Cartwright, the owner of this fine vessel. Welcome, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Um, as my character passes by him, he decidedly does not shake his hand and just does that thing where he points at his eyes with two fingers and then points at the other guy with those two fingers. Just, I'm watching you. And then my character goes up and shakes his hand and she's like, um, what he means to say is he likes your eyes. They're very, very pretty. Thank you so much for welco- welcoming us. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> We're going to have a great time. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, of course. Thank you, thank you. And ahem, 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 ahem. <laughs> Red shakes his hand and asks if they have like a, like a free buffet somewhere. Oh, yes, of course, my good man. You may uh, you may find the buffet on the upper deck. Ah, thanks. That's real generous of you. Hey, this is a great boat so far. We'll never see Red again. <laughs> yeah, he's off. Do Bye. They, does this uh, antique boat show allow pets? Uh, like, yes. Do I have to smuggle base in under you, my shirt? You do not have to smuggle base in, but they might charge you extra if base becomes a, uh, not a liability, but scratches the furniture.
You just have to pay a pet deposit, basically. Yeah, and they'll never actually give it back, though. It's- that's not even funny. That's just a commentary on, on an landlords American in general. System. Yeah, on American... Yeah, okay. Well, um... This is a cool episode to just, like, shit on America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, America um, shits on us all the time, so why not? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's called Spade a Spade. Pet deposits are dumb, but pet rent is the dumbest. Well, I well said. My cat pay rent. rent. He doesn't have a goddamn job. <laughs> I paid a pet deposit and pet rent. Terrible. She's worth it, though. Rent for, for kids. Kids don't cost extra rent. And they're That's true. dirtier. And hey, what the hell? Often. That's such a good <laughs> That's point. That's actually a really fucking good point. I've never thought about that. Treble just, like, shakes his hand and continues on. Okay. Says nothing. I'm going to describe some of the other people that you see in line. Uh, and then we can talk. It's just the five. It's not just the five of us on the boat. <laughs> no, it's not a shining situation where the where the only people. Oh, that's gonna be crowded. Ooh. Yeah, there's there's gonna be a few a few interesting characters here. You see a very tall and somewhat pale human, probably about four spots behind you in line, who has underneath uh, his arm, he's got a giant object which is covered in cloth and he's kind of holding it with both hands and looking around in kind of a conspiratorial way moving further down the line you see a very fancily dressed elf woman who looks like she's got a couple of attendants with her who are holding chests moving further on there is another uh there's a dwarf woman who has like sort of an army uniform on which you recognize as being an army uniform from the country of Ransheim. Kind of this forest green uniform with like bright gold buttons on it. And that's that's what you can that's who you can easily see from from your vantage point. So there's a I mean, is it like like how big of a boat are we talking? Like is it like, you know, Titanic style where you're like there's a sea of people or is it like like a riverboat um, steamer, right? It's yeah. it's probably pr- probably about 200 people in total. Like there are people that boarded before you, so you aren't super certain, but from the people that you can see in line, it's probably like 150, 175 people. Uh, it's definitely not Titanic sized. I mean, I didn't I didn't think the boat was that big, but I was just like I wasn't sure how many people there were. So you specifically, Treble, will be stay- staying in steerage. They only have one steerage. It's actually kind of more like a closet, but you are staying there. <laughs> I paid extra. I paid extra for that room. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say, Nate? Uh, I was gonna say I feel like since this is an antique boat show on a boat, ninety percent of these people should be senior citizens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they're but they're all elves, so you can't tell how old they actually are. Because that's true that's quite a number true. of them are elves but there's like a good a good uh variety is there a sign on the wall that says like elderly dinner at 4 p.m like everybody else can <laughs> oh, early bird special. <laughs> uh, it's it's earlier than that though it'd be like early bird dinner 11 a.m like <laughs> <laughs> i love the idea that in your bastillon they don't say early bird they're just like elderly people <laughs> <laughs> they just point at a sign that goes elderly people here (laughs) (laughs) so as you uh and this would be for all one two three six of you uh, because i can count 
all six of you are, as you make your way up the little gangplank onto the boat, a steward kind of waves you over and he gives you each a room assignment. You each get your own little cabin. You're all kind of in the same cluster of rooms. So, like, you've got three rooms, or total of six rooms, in a, like, three rooms, and then across from them another three rooms in a little hallway. You go up to the rooms, and you've got, like, a nice little, not too large, but comfortable-sized bed. You have a little mini bar uh, with an assortment of locally sourced, craft-made alcohols, because it's always locally sourced and craft-made, because that's... That's the that's industry, the Pacific, I guess. I think that's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that's like all of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's an IPA for some reason. No, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the wor- the worst, the worst flavors. Uh, and then as you're as you're kind of putting your bags down, uh, the steward kind of comes into the middle of the hallway, or he kind of he came up with you to show you where the rooms were, and he hands you each a little pamphlet, which kind of gives you an itinerary of what you can expect to happen on the boat for the next day and a half or so. And I should mention, you're boarding this, you're boarding the boat on, like, Friday late afternoon. So sun's starting to go down. Still light out, but still sun's starting to go down. And we know this is, a like, a, just a three-day, like, a weekend thing, right? This Yes, the sign, the sign said it was a weekend. But anyway, yeah, th- so that's where you're at. So what do you guys want to do? So the blonde woman, you can see she she left the door open and the first thing she did, she just runs into the room, opens up the minibar, empties it out and puts a lot of cheese into the into the minibar and closes it. <laughs> and she's like going back to the hallway and she's like, excuse me, excuse me, is, is the steward close by? I, I need to talk to someone. Is there another minibar for this room? I need a second one. Uh, the steward is close by, and he's like, um, hello, ma'am, uh, what seems to be the problem here? Oh, I just need a second minibar. Is that possible that I can get a second one? That would be so, so sweet. Well, to be honest, ma'am, I'm, I'm not even sure we've had that, uh, that sort of request before, but, uh, let me go and, uh, look in the back. That is wonderful. You're a wonderful human. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Um, yes, of course. And he kind of excuses himself and, uh goes back down the hall and disappears from sight. A second minibar. That's actually, that's, that's really funny. Um. <laughs> uh, my character is, is just, all you hear is just rummaging around in the room. You, like, things, you hear the tinkling of the alcohol, and if you listen closely, it sounds like it might be being poured down the drain. Uh, <laughs> that's all you hear. He's busily, uh, he's, he's, bu- he's busy in the room. <laughs> Uh, inspecting everything. He's but busy dirtying up his yeah, room. The, the door is, is, is closed. <laughs> While the blonde woman is waiting, she walks um, to the, the guy's room and she knocks and she's like, how are we feeling in there? Everything all right? Yeah, this noise is stopped and um, the door cracks open and he's like, Tilly, did you get a look at that one guy outside? Oh, which one? one? There were a lot of people. There's no way those are regulation. Those cannot be regulation horns. I got a bad feeling about this boat. I got a bad feeling about this boat, I tell you. Don't forget, ease and breathe, okay? Yeah, yeah, ease and breathe, ease and breathe, ease and breathe. Ease and breathe with a smile, with a little smile. Give me a bigger smile. There it is. (laughs) We were all given a kind of like a timeline of what's happening. Yeah, so there are a few different events going on. 
similar to Comic-Con, there's a little bit of the boat show going on this evening, but it's like the shitty stuff. So like somebody brings in a pair of supposedly haunted dice, but it turns out that they're just loaded dice <laughs> and like thing, things of that level. And tomorrow is going to be like the cool stuff. Are there like cruise activities? Like is there bingo and like an all ages piano? Oh, lounge? don't make me do bingo. There's shuffleboard. Uh, there, I actually yes. did plan for there to be bingo, so that works out fine. If you if you nice. decide to, um, there's also the casino, so you can play a couple of different classic casino games. There's like roulette, blackjack. There's also a couple of ways for you to do some betting. They have, they're called rat races, uh, where you bet on the speed of a rat in like a little track <laughs> and you can, you can win gold that way. Nice. That seems interesting though. Uh, there's also a happy hour going on. Uh, and the bar is kind of cool, uh, because of the, the riverboat is kind of in an oval shape and the, there's a bar on the second level that goes all the way around it. So it's like a giant curved bar. And you can look out and look at the river scenery going past. Henry, you've you've painted too good of a picture. I want to be on this boat for for real. I want to be on this <laughs> yeah, right. boat. This sounds fun I think we all just want to really go cool. on vacation in general and leave our homes. <laughs> I do love a good boat, though. I want to be on a boat. Yeah, I love cruises. So Treble would definitely make a beeline straight for the casino. Like, that's... He heard Casino, and he is in. And Kitty is going to follow to make sure he doesn't lose all his money. He's going to go put his bags down. He's going to, like, kick open his door and, like, leave it open. He's used to not living with the door, <laughs> so he's just going to keep that shit open. So he, And then he's going to put all of his bags and stuff down on the bed and then just, like, immediately, like, walk past. And, like, I'm assuming he's walking past to go to the casino as, like... I don't know your character's name yet, so I'm trying to think of how to phrase Her name is Tilly. We heard it. I overheard it. I don't know if my character did, but I did. <laughs> my character was not paying attention in the slightest. So. <laughs> as as the satyr walks by, my character g- gets deadly silent for a second and just stares at him and puts a hand over uh, the woman's mouth. He's like, shh. <laughs> and he's... He's studying you. Trouble kind of gives gives you like the side eye because he notices that uh, and just kind of gives you the side eye as he's walking and, and past. Kitty is, and continues on to Kitty the Kitty is following and just giving this guy the weirdest look. I think Herman's going to go gamble too. I think Red is doing the thing where he kind of tries to copy what Treble is doing and learn from Treble as the uh, senior magic person. Which I think is something he does a lot. So he just like leans over to Treble like, hey, what's what's up with that guy? I, I don't really know. He's just weird. <laughs> I, I, he's probably a cop. Fuck, fucking hate cops. Oh. You think everyone is a cop and, and that has led us to being in very bad situations. So maybe just, maybe he's just strange. I take I take offense. I'm not st- okay. Yeah, I'm a little strange, but that's okay. You, you you smuggled a cat in under your shirt. I I, I could have just said it was my child. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too good to skip over. Let's just that's, sit in that yeah, one for a second. That's good. <laughs> 
Reminder to the audience, I'm a cat person. Yeah, you're also orange, which is the same color as base. It really works out. At some point, we need to swaddle base and like, just put him in Kitty's arms. Help my poor sickly child. Yeah. He won't stop meowing, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, as they pass, but I think before the group is fully out of earshot, um, I turn back to Tilly and I say, you see, you see, we're on a we're on a ship full of degenerates. I knew it. I can't believe the department mandated this time off. This is ridiculous. You need to breathe. You need to calm down. We need to make friends. And this is not the way to make friends, okay? By the way, where's the steward? I really need that second minibar. <laughs> There's no time for that. There's absolutely no time. <laughs> as, as if he heard you, uh, you hear a sound of a metallic clang. And then around the corner, the steward, struggling under the weight of a second minibar, uh, kind of lurches around the corner. He's like, I, I was able to, to dredge this up from the hold and carry it four flights, stairs, ah, and kind of like oh, falls oh, into your to. room. I did. Customer satisfaction is... Paramount! Oh, that is nice. <laughs> Can you please not put it over there? Can you put it a little more to, towards the other one? I just like have them kind of close. Of course, madam. Oh, you're the cutest. We guarantee you. satisfaction. Thunk. All right, let's give you... Let's... Let's... Come on, come on. Let's give you a big hug. Oh, thank you so much. You're the nicest and sweetest. That's what my neighbor said. There you go. <laughs> and he shambles. You see him, like, try to walk away in a dignified manner, and then he, after, like, four steps, he just drops it and holds his back, and you can hear, <laughs> You see, Tilly? Pure degenerates. The people who work here are so nice. Well, I don't know about these four who walked up here. I think, uh, I think we need to check them out. I got a bad feeling in my stomach. And you All know right. about my feelings. Are you sure I'm that's not wrong. the buffet shrimp? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, I did have a few shrimp, but other than that. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want to see the casino. Okay. Um, do any of you want to go with Treble or? Oh, yeah, I'm following him to make sure he doesn't lose all his money. I'm following him to learn how to gamble. Now I'm also okay. going to make sure Red doesn't lose all his money. Um, I would like to tail them and pull Tilly along. Um, so I'm going to try and stealth so that they don't notice. Okay, go ahead and roll stealth. Okay, all right, come on. Oh, okay, it's a 19. I rolled a three perception trying to notice him, so I absolutely don't notice <laughs> so you him got, at all. So you got distracted by a butterfly, I guess. Oh, I, on our way, I'm explaining to Red all the different forms of gambling. I'm just like, so there's craps, and I just like go on about No, no, do go on, because I, I just went to Vegas this year, and I still don't understand how craps works. I, I said crafts, and honestly, I don't know how crafts works either. So. I knew that Jordan did not know how crafts works. You called my bluff. Sometimes there's things that your characters know that you as a person do not. I don't think anybody actually knows how to play crafts. So, Red, when you, when you get aces in blackjack, you definitely want to split those. Because when you split them, you definitely have better chance of winning. So, definitely do that. Red is just, like, nodding and staring like Miles Morales looking at Peter Parker in the 
<laughs> in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> does Herman know how to gamble? Herman does not know how to gamble, but he found 200 <laughs> gold on the ground, so he's going to give it a shot. <laughs> I like that intrepid spirit. So you all make your way to the casino floor, and uh, it's very opulent. The roulette tables are like clearly made out of some... You know, some rare, rare, uh, rare earth elements, rare gems, like a very polished, like made out of polished rubies, the roulette table is, and some polished white stone, white marble. They're also covered in like that, the card tables are covered in that like velvety green felt. So you, you know it's fancy. There's lots of leather upholstery everywhere, lots of shiny shiny brass rails and uh... smells of leather bound <laughs> books and rich mahogany <laughs> indeed you can also just hear the sound of laughter and glasses clinking it sounds like a happening place to be if, if they have somebody offering drinks as you come in because normally as long as you're gambling you get to drink for free uh kitty is going to try to find someone to bring her a, a, a whiskey on the rock now is this a marshmallow whiskey? <laughs> no, just a regular um, whiskey. So there's actually a number of attendants by the entrance to the casino, and they're just kind of waiting for people to come in, and they immediately bring you a drink, like world class service. So you get your your whiskey on the rocks in like thirty seconds flat. Uh, oh, I should also mention there's also uh, so there's the sound like the sound of people socializing, glasses clinking, uh, just general good time. And then off in the corner, there's a, a sound a little bit more raucous, a little bit more chaotic, and you can see people kind of clustered around this miniature racetrack that's on a table, and just the sound of of chaos from that arena, from that area. Is rat racing common in? New Bastillon? No. I mean, the rat not... race is common to all of us, but... <laughs> is, this, is this the hot new thing in New Bastillon? Everybody doing rat races? Ooh, oh, they have rat races? Oh, Red, I'm about to show you something really cool. So, rat racing is kind of considered passe in New Bastillon. Um, so, this would be, like, kind of how Vegas casinos are have not updated their decor anytime in the last 70 years. This is kind of one of those things. Like, oh, rat racing. I didn't know they still did that. Huh. Or like or maybe like greyhound racing. Maybe that they would be have, a better So fun thing in Vegas, they have not real greyhound racing, but some place some of the um casinos have a mechanical greyhound races. In on the casino floor. It's hilarious. Is it a bunch of people just shooting the, the water? No, at no, no, the, no, no, no. At the I wish circle, it was. Like that would have been better than that. So you can safely assume that that's the rat race. And then, oh, next to that to that uh, track, uh, you see a giant blackboard, and somebody has written down like the names of the various rats, and like has odds next to them. And after every race, they're like erasing them and writing new odds, and you can see money being exchanged. And I definitely want to go over to the board for the sole fact if I want to hear what you named all these rats. (laughs) Yes. Great. (laughs) Well, that's fine. Uh, That should be. I think you'll enjoy those. Oh, after a certain point. So do you guys, so some of you have taken drinks. Some of you are kind of just looking around. Do you tend to gravitate towards any particular sort of gambling or? I would, honestly, I'd start with, uh, the rat race just because that's pretty uncommon so treble can gamble anywhere but rat race is a little less you know 
a little less common. So I'd go. I'd definitely head over there and check out the rats and what, yeah, their, what their odds are. Yeah, I think I'm gonna bet uh, just a little bit on whichever rat has the name that Red likes the best. <laughs> ah, traditional picking of a sports team. I, I like that one because I like their name. <laughs> Kitty will follow, probably not to bet on a rat. She'll be like, Red, it, you know, roulette actually has pretty good odds of winning if, if you just bet on black or bet on red because, and, and you're red and, and that sounds lucky, but it's it's pay in and get half out you or get double that back. So it is probably the best odds for you if you, if you do want to try to, to, to win some money. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would love to bet on on myself, Red. <laughs> I, I point at my like hair and how red it is. Uh, but you know, I also uh, these rats are pretty cool. I, just a little bit on a rat, I think will be fine. I got I got lots of gold. Uh, I'll bet two two golds on. I'm waiting for Henry to tell me what rat is the best. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell name. you which one's the best. I'm just going to tell you the names, and uh, you can decide which one you want to, to bet on. So, there are a total of six rats currently racing. At the top of the list, you see the Squeak and the Fury. That's good. <laughs> Another one just says Rattleclaws right mm-hmm. below it. Another one says Cheese Tyrant. Definitely yes, good, too. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's just named Rat Bastard. <laughs> uh, you have the Undertaker. He's a very large rat with his hair in his face and is wearing a black leather duster for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrestling reference for everybody. There you go. Yeah. I cannot believe I know that. I cannot believe that. I watched that with my dad when I was like six. I swear <laughs> by God, I, I watched that and I know the Undertaker. <laughs> Anyways, that that shouldn't bother anyone now. (laughs) We are cornering the international audience. (laughs) The German little girl watching that wrestling show. Loved it. (laughs) Wasn't it also like Doink and Ding and like the two clowns? There was all kinds of... That sounds right, yeah. So many wrong... Just ask me. I know them all, you know? (laughs) You just... Like, I just had forgotten about the two clowns for i didn't even watch wrestling but i knew that there was two clowns and i that's what made me not watch wrestling because fuck that oh i totally get but that. they were <laughs> <laughs> but now i have to live with that memory so thank you i appreciate it oh damn it i should have named him the under squeaker that would have been so much better oh. <laughs> missed opportunity missed opportunity and then finally to... oh yeah sorry what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. Go he ahead. was going to bet, but then he mean... realized there was more, yeah. there was more there's rats more rats to learn about. I miscounted. I thought there was... No, there's only one more, and it's simply referred to as the paunch. That one. <laughs> I bet on that one. I was going to say, I immediately gravitate towards the paunch. <laughs> Treble Tre- 2 will bet on the paunch. <laughs> <laughs> so currently... Uh, the paunch is not favored to win, so you stand to clean up quite a bit of money if it, if the paunch wins. Currently, the favored winner is uh, Cheese Tyrant, so bet accordingly. Uh, Kitty will make a joke bet as well, like Red, uh, and put two gold on uh, Rat Bastard. Okay, two That's for Rat Bastard. That's a good one, too. 
Classic. So Herman's really excited. He's just going to bet a random amount. So I'm going to roll to see how much he bets. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> question is, how Ouch. much do we want to roll? Well, just we'll roll a, d20. a d20. Roll a d20. Yeah, we'll do a d20. <laughs> All 200. <laughs> right. <laughs> one. <laughs> one. <laughs> um, did, did I clock those guys, uh, Tilly and... And mystery man behind us at all. I don't remember if you rolled perception or not. Well, my passive perception is 19. I'll, I'll yeah. allow it. Yeah. Um, I can roll a perception if you want. No, no, no. That's that's fine. That There's no need. Okay. In that case, we... Uh, <laughs> to be honest, Tilly probably gave, gave me away because <laughs> she's not really trying to hide. I'm just kind of dragging <laughs> her along while I'm like... Um, while I'm like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove, just like, you know. He's doing his own theme music. <laughs> um, so he's going, yeah, he's like hiding behind people, like poles, whatever, whatever's around. Are we close enough to see the rats? Yes, you are now close enough to see the rats. And similar to horses, you can see like a couple of trainers, like giving them a rub down, feeding, <laughs> feeding them out of their hand. Okay, in my mind, I know you said horses, but I thought boxers, so I like <laughs> they're like massaging them and <laughs> giving them their tiny little shoulders, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give it, putting putting ice on them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> but you had a great first round, but in round two, okay, we need to focus. All right, remember you gotta, you gotta go cut me. You gotta cut me. <laughs> One rat's like Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> Who was the furthest back that we followed then? I would imagine it's Herman, but yeah, I think it's Herman. As soon as we get close enough to see the rats, I absolutely give away our position anyway because I yelp uh, quite loudly, and I guess I probably surprise Herman a bit, who did not clock us. <laughs> as soon as I see them, I just go, "Oh God, oh, God, you gotta be! What kind of operation is this?" Wait, so did you walk into Herman? Is that what happened? <laughs> what kind of operation is this, Goliath? <laughs> he just yelped loudly right behind Herman. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't walk into you. I just yelped very closely behind you, and you didn't know I was there. <laughs> ah, okay. So Herman's naturally going to be startled by this. Oh, what was that? He turns. Oh, hey, it's you guys. Hi, I'm Herman Cranberry. Nice to meet you. And he reaches out to shake your hand. And Tilly walks to them, and she's like, "All right, Chip. This is the moment to introduce ourselves." Ease and breathe. I take a uh, a deep breath and calm myself. And uh, you can, <laughs> he's just such a tense person. You see the, the tension in his forearm as he reaches out to take your hand. And he says, Detective Chip K. Sodip, PDNB. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is my partner, Detective Warhammer. Hello, hello. I'm Attila Warhammer, but please call me Tilly. <laughs> I work for the DDNB, De-Escalation Department, New Basilon, and I'm so excited to meet you. Oh, hi, nice to meet you too. He shakes her hand. Uh, we are on the run from the law at this point, right? We we should be nervous <laughs> that they're cops. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter where this takes place in time, we probably are <laughs> not great with the cops. <laughs> uh, yes, but you're specifically, you're more at odds with like the Abbey than anything else right now. Yeah, I think we're okay with just regular cops. I don't know if anyone overheard that earlier because I said I maybe said it while y'all were still in. Uh, but since Kitty, we weren't like stealthing. Um, when I was uh, talking to Tilly earlier, I did say that we were on a department mandated time off. 
They're just here to have a vacation like the rest of us. A vacation from our life of crime. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Herman eagerly shakes both your hands. He's like, yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, this, these are my friends. This is Red and uh, Treble and uh, Kitty. That is so nice to meet all of you. Treble doesn't turn around. Red he just, turns like, around waves. from rooting just... for the paunch and goes, oh, hi. Uh, did y'all want to uh, put in some bets on these rats? They're real cool. Uh, no, we're fine. Thank you so much. Right, Chip? We're fine. <laughs> I would never, but actually, Chip is just way too poor. Um, you guys know that? But... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I would never debase myself with such wasteful actions. He I wants like... to say, you go, you have fun, and you bet. It's going to be great. Ah, oh, thanks. He uh, turns around and keeps like cheering, like, go, punch. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea uh, that it's almost uh, like Casablanca, uh, where you're like, I hate, I hate gambling. And then the guy brings you your winnings, like, extremely. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bet. That, that's how good a service this is. I don't think that Chip is the kind of person who wouldn't, uh, but he wouldn't do it with anyone's knowledge, that's for sure. <laughs> I can see that. The attendant who's kind of managing the rat race, he's kind of taking money from various patrons, and he looks over at the group of you. Alrighty, uh, you guys gonna bet? Yes, and Trevor hands him 11 gold. Uh, put this on the punch, please. Uh, 11 gold on the punch. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Uh, anybody else? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna just copy the amount that Treble did. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Herman's also going to place a bet. He's going to give one gold to Barney Rubble to bet on the punch. <laughs> okay. I will put two gold on Rat Bastard. Two gold for Rat Bastard. Alrighty then. Anyone else? Anyone else? Place your bets. The window closes in 20 seconds and these rats will be off to the races. Chip, Chip narrows his eyes at him and says, Not on your life. But what you guys probably notice is that he's just looking at the rats with wide eyes and and kind of takes Tilly and places her in front of him between him and the rats. And Tilly has <laughs> big and wide eyes as well. And she's like, no, we're good over here. Thank you. Alrighty, alrighty. The betting is now closed. The odds are locked in. And we're ready for the fourth rat race of the evening. And they're off. For a moment, the rats don't move at all, and then they slowly start moving forward. <laughs> oh, we've got a real nail-biter here, inasmuch as one of the rats is gnawing on an exposed nail. Oh, that's a safety hazard. Anyway, the rats are moving. They're rounding. They're rounding. Good God, they're not moving at all. <laughs> So it's worth pointing out that the guy who took all of the money and is doing the odds is also doing a track narration, similar to how they would do it at horse races. So you hear, All right, Red Bastard's coming up on the left side. He's gnawing on the ear of Cheese Tyrant. Oh, that's gotta be a violation. But they're rats, so how do we enforce it? Ah! Oh, oh, the, the rats are moving again. Rounding turn number two. Oh! And, you know, people are, like, cheering... For whatever reason, like, you just people are drinking, people are having a good time. So let's see, people had put money on Rat Bastard and the Paunch. Okay, so those of you who bet on the Paunch, roll a d6. And I think, Kitty, you bet on Rat Bastard. Go ahead and also roll a d6. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. 
Just if nothing else, so that we just keep saying rat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I got a five. That seems good. I got a two. I also got a five. I also got a five. Whoa. Okay. Five for everybody but Herman. So everybody who rolled a five then roll again. I got another five. Six. Whoa, I also got another five. Okay, so it's a close-fought rat race. Uh, One of the fiercest of the night. I mean, as fierce as small rats can be running in a circle. The paunch uh, lumbered his way to victory. By virtue of the other rats being distracted and not because of any speed or velocity on his part. But Rat Bastard crawled in just second, so you will still collect some gold for betting on him. Nice. Uh, so for betting on Rat Bastard, Kitty, but you walk <laughs> away with 20 gold. So you you got Woo! 10 times your investment. And for those of you who bet on the punch, uh, could you remind me again of what you bet quantity-wise? I bet a, 11. Yeah, yeah, 11. 11? And I bet 1. You bet 1, okay. So Herman, you walk away with uh, 15. So Woo! go ahead and multiply multiply 11 by 15 which and that's that'll be your takeaway. Well, you bet on the one who was least likely to win. Nobody gave the paunch any credit. I'm so sad that we don't get to keep any of this gold in the actual campaign. <laughs> I <know. Want> it. <laughs> I picture Ponch winning the race because Ponch is so fat that Ponch actually just rolled through the whole course. <laughs> Slow and steady wins or, the race. Or maybe he <laughs> ate one of the rats on the way to oh, victory. Yes. <laughs> Dark turn. It's a rat-eat-rat world out there. Or, or something. I don't know. So I got 165 gold out of that? Hell yeah. Treble's stoked. He's like, see red? This is why we gamble. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I'm feeling the heat. Tune in tomorrow for part two of Dial M for Magics, the Magical Antique Boat Show.